It's something we need to look at, and then we, we'll design a Hancock Gunderson bar for the, new <laughs> area, for the new kids on the block. Yes, <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that. Get back to the roots, old roots. I just like the way you just started that. The Hancock Gunderson bar for the new kids on the block. <laughs> <laughs> and all the kids just say, oh, fucking hell, they're living in another fucking time zone that we <laughs> What are they on about? What are they on about? What do uh, they know? The next thing would be an overfunding bar, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there are a few guys that could probably use that too, you know. The ones that got the bad habit of sitting yeah. too far back in the seat and yeah. they're not spending the that money. Yeah. We need to get the Obi bars. <laughs> the Obi bars. The Obi bar. Oh, you, you can have the gunners, you can have the new kids on the block, or you can have the Obi bar. <laughs> Sounds like it. And on that note, I want to welcome. Eric Gunderson to the Real 45 podcast. Thank you very much. And Helen Gunderson sitting across the table from me. Thank you. I should have pressed record on this when we started having this conversation before because there was some valuable information. What's about that? It. But now it's even better that we did because we leave everybody make them curious about what we just what talked about. What we just talked about. So all they got when I pressed start there yeah. was the Hancock Gunderson bar. But see, Greg, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's all they got. Greg, I've come to an age when uh, when you tend to forget things. So what was you, what were we on about? <laughs> we were just talking about the horses, and you know, and, you know. Remember back in the day, mate. Back in the day, mate. Yeah, it was it was a good old time. Yeah. It was. So we're sitting out here in Cherbourg, mm-hmm. where you guys live, a most really beautiful part of the world here in Denmark, and. Uh, I always say I'm going to come and visit you guys, and we're going to catch up on old times. Excuse the wind if the wind is blowing a little bit, it but we're sitting does. outside. We're it like, almost does on the West Coast anyway, Greg. It does. Yes. Part of the scenery. It is part of the scenery. Yeah. It is, for sure, sure. <laughs> and we're having a nice cup of coffee. Eric's got his shirt off, and I'm yeah. admiring his tan. Oh, thanks, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah first time in uh, 35 years I've had a tan. Yeah. yeah. And you're sexy too. You oh, thank really you. Really sexy like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like We're not talking about the man boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting a shirt on now. He said, "I still got my six pack in there somewhere." Yeah. <laughs> and Greg, also, when we, um, it's so nice you're making the effort to come out here, Greg. Uh, especially like yesterday, you came. Um, we were talking about this that that um, you had to do the practice and the time for you to go from here to Horsens and. And we could have spent hours and hours and days on talking and things. And, and then when you called this morning, I was cleaning my car, getting ready for horses with a, with a wet rack, as I always do. You remember that? And <laughs> uh, blowing out the dust. That's why I, when you came in the car, Greg, I said, go in there, go in, because all the dust would go back in the car again. <laughs> but uh, This is the time where our buddy, and you see something hasn't changed from the time when you came and stayed with us in 1990, has it? No. 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 When you inspected the the floor in the workshop to see if you cleaned it all right. You know, and you, you, you was, was standing there, you know, shaking, you know. It's that, just the wrinkles and the hair colors that's changed, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for some of those people out yeah. there, not for us. Not no, for us, know. no. We haven't changed one no. bit. And Helly just reminded me of that darn floor. Oh, shit. That plastic floor oh. with the, the little holes in it. Oh, yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. as awesome and clean, because it was white and yellow. Yeah. Right? Well, maybe yeah. black and yellow. No, it was white and, white, white and yellow. White and yellow. White and yellow. And we learned how to clean, but the one thing you learned how that you had the vacuum and you were trying to put the vacuum over all the holes to suck up all the stuff underneath. 
Because to take all that up and do it properly <laughs> it was a job. It was. That was a job. And we I know, did that, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, you guys that, did. You ability. did. I, I was just directing you how to do it. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I actually got, actually got a photo, you know, of... I don't know if it's you, Bill, you know, but standing with the vacuum cleaner, you know, and Eric's in there, you know, hands around the back, you know, inspecting it. Would I do that? So Did I do oh, that? you were terrible. Was I? Yeah. And we had Michael, too. Yeah. Oh, Hanson. So he was, oh, yeah. we had him kind of like making sure we did it right because he was already under the trained yeah. yeah. you know he was, he, well was. he was well trained yes so he suddenly Bless he had him. his hands behind his back too it was going <laughs> oh there was two of them they, the poor they, thing the shoes on the other foot <laughs> small american boys to do the work oh it's not fair really but oh gosh yeah yeah you guys yeah you, you really damaged us for life yeah you really did it was so Sorry awful it was Sorry. so sincere apologies I think the best part about it was that year. We're talking about 1990. Yeah. So this is a year after I... It's my second year in England. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was the first year for Billy Hamill. Yeah. yeah. So I got to... I had the benefit. I'm going to back up a little bit now. Okay, Yeah, right? you did that. So my first year, 1989, I had the the option to come... If I go... I'm going to go one year back, 1988. Yeah. Because yeah. people know this story, but yeah. now we get to sit and talk about it. We don't really give the chance to do this. So we'll just throw a few things out there and make it quick. 1988, I get a phone call from Bruce Penhall yeah. that Eric Gunderson is, obviously you guys are in Long Beach for the World Team Cup. World Team Cup, you were there yeah. with Colin Pratt. Yes. And uh, Colin has made the approach to see if you guys want to come over at the end of the season yeah. and, and take a kind of a trial ride. Um, for Crately. Yeah. In 88. In 88. Yeah. So this is, this is, uh, you guys were there in, what was that, in August or September? Uh, when, uh, when August it would have been, I think. August. So it was before the world final, right? Yeah. Before you went back to, to win your title in Voyance. Yeah. I think so. It was. It was. Yeah. So it would have been something like that. So you had, yeah, exactly. And then, um... We met Colin. Mm-hmm. Bruce introduced me to, to Colin there at, yeah. in Long Beach, and yeah. then we started talking about everything. And as it turned out, both myself and Billy came to Cradley in the end of that year. So you won. You went back. You won the world. You guys smoked us first of all in Long Beach. Yeah. yeah. Well, like sorry you, about like that. in good. Yeah. Are you really? That track was so fantastic. I remember That's you your said, favorite oh, track, isn't it? You know, the you best said track that. I ever written in the whole of my career was Long Beach. When on the night when it was watered mm-hmm. down. And, the atmosphere there was, and the banking coming into the third corner, it was like the long track in a little bit, you know, the style, and you could just hook it up on the dirt line, and ah, oh, it was fantastic. I remember watching you long track it there. Yeah. You were so tucked on the straightaways, as far back on the bike, and just, yeah. you were small too, so you were like Down aerodynamic. Oh, it was fun. Unreal. It was. You've ridden it yourself. Yeah. You know. how, how did you compare it to, to tracks that you... At that stage, I was so early in my career. I loved it. My dream was always to ride there because I saw you guys come there in 85 yep. for the World Team yep. Cup. And we had our How American old were final. you then? In 85? 85, 15. Oh, 15, oh. yeah. Only two years older than Wilbur, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I look, that's what I mean. I see Wilbur and I'm like, I'm seeing myself all over again. Yeah, you, you know, and just do. going, oh my gosh. So every time I want to tell him, no, don't do that, do that, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's coming back. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So 85, yeah. you guys came there, and I remember that there were some very young fellas 
in those teams back in the day from the English team, the Swedish team. You know, you had Jimmy Nielsen, you yes. had Tony Olsen. Yeah, yeah. And then Denmark, you guys, in 85, I get you, you can correct me, but it was you and Hans, Tommy. Oh. No, Bo, no, Bo Peterson. Bo Peterson, yeah. yeah. And Preben Eriksson. And Preben, right. Yeah. So Tommy, was he there in 85 too? Yeah. Tommy would have been there in 85, yes. Okay. Yes. So... You look at that team and the era, Denmark in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you showed me on the World Team Cup, the cup, yeah. or the trophy yeah. that, that you've got in here. Yeah. You look at the previous years, and then it was the eighties. There was a lot of Denmark. There was. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the guy who did the inscription on that silver plate, you know, he he just sat, sat there every year, and I said, "Oh, I'll just put Denmark in." I said to him, "You know, just do the next six times; it'll be fine." And it. That's what happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's, he's saying that. Yeah. Like, no, no, it sorry, didn't really happen sorry. like no. that. But yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> it did happen. It did happen. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. Sorry, Greg. So, so in 88 with the... In 88? Yeah. Was it... Um, was it 85 the first year when you guys came? I, I won't forget. It was 85. Because didn't they make like the most impressive... <laughs> presentation for the American team. Oh, you guys all oh, went yeah. out. You guys all went out on trucks and waved yes. at everybody like a, yeah. And then the American team came out with, with like all the Clydesdale horses and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Was that, it, it was it was fantastic. You were looking at the changing rooms. It, when it was drama, big team. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, it was the first time that that we sort of saw the uh, the resonances around the sport, which was unreal. Um, you know, we were not used to to that kind of presentation with uh, girls and uh, colors and music and. And the way that the, um, the announcer and, and it was fantastic, but we were all the other three teams. I think it, it that would, would have been Sweden. Uh, was it Czechoslovakia? Uh, it no, be. no, no. It was Sweden, England, America, and Denmark, of course. Yeah, it was a yeah. Fucking, you're right. So we were all so sat on trucks getting presentation, present, presented, presented, and and then out came. What am I the American boy, it was it was fantastic, and then we sort of thought. I thought, you know, when we were all got gobsmacked, and, and like I thought, God, you know, if we if we win this, maybe we get taken out for the presentation, the prize giving ceremony with these girls. <laughs> but that, that, it all if. sort of it all spurred us on, <laughs> and, and uh, but that was that was at the final when when we were all locked up in the um, changing room. We had a team talk with Ollie in there. Ollie was our team manager, mm-hmm. and like uh, and somebody locked the, the uh, what do you call it? The, uh, it was like a, a garage store kind of thing. That's right. And yeah. we couldn't get out. <laughs> and uh, and and like and Ollie says, "Just calm down, boys." And it was like ten minutes before we had to go on the parade and. And, and and Bo Peterson, he went berserk. He, he because he he had like um, claustrophobia or something. Oh, okay. And he said, "Oh, get me out of here!" You know, and he started kicking the door. And I said, "Just calm down. We'll be all right." You know, they, they're not going to run the meeting without us. You know, right. someone's going to come looking for us eventually. Yeah. So, um, and that did happen as well. So then we, we got out. We, we got a bit. Well, sort we of, know. We got a bit sort of all um, tensioned up, and wow, you know, did they do this on purpose? I mean, Bruce was there, team manager, together with. Um, oh, was uh, it Oxley or no? John Scott. John Scott and Bruce yeah. was, and and I was thinking, or oh, we were thinking, maybe they did this on purpose to get us all, you know, nervous or. <laughs> 
And uh, I remember we were, we were parked next to Bobby. Um, Bobby was not, I think he was quite close to me. And I was, uh, said to Bob, did you do this on purpose? And he was smiling at us, you know. And, and I thought, he, <laughs> damn you. <laughs> and, and like, and another thing that, that I remember that from that final, uh, if I can just quickly tell that, oh, yeah. it was the, um, the Rasmus that was around the American boys in the pit. And, and, it was like Indians and cowboys uh, shouting and, and screaming and that. And we were not used to that. Ollie would sort of get us going, come on, boys, we can do this and blah, blah. But Bruce and John Scott and, and, and people around, I mean, it was just a rassimata. There was so much um, noise in and around us, everybody in the pit. And, and it sort of, it just got us in a the, in the mood that, oh, we've got to beat this. We've got to beat them the way that they're behaving and doing. And like my mechanic, Steve, um, which was just working really hard, and, and then Prep and Ericsson was up on the track. Uh, just there was a rerun, um, and and the clerk of the course came over to to uh, what was the name of the clerk of the course? Now he was such a nice guy, um, and he came over and said, "Hang on, a, hang on a minute, boys, we're not ready yet." You know, he was he was getting the message for them to go out, and Steve pushed Prep and Ericsson uh, just a couple of meters for him to start the bike. And that's when when, um, when he, he he pulled the um, the cutout, and uh, Steve, you know, he was he's kind of big fella. I remember uh, him. Yeah, yeah he's a nice guy, Steve, yeah. uh, and he was really quite big. And some security guy because he started don't you uh, don't you pull that cut off lead off and and then the clerk of the course he just called some security guys and in came came these two. Really huge security guys, you know, and um, of course it's America. They they had to be big, right? Yeah, they were big, Greg, and and they lifted Steve out. You know, his feet was just toes, you know, like this, out of the pits, and and uh, they took him out of the pits area, and he wasn't allowed to get back in because he had been abused uh, the language, or you know, they thought he was threatening or something, which he wasn't. He was such a nice. Calm, collected kid, but uh, it was it, it was all the tension. Picture, huh? but just just imagine Steve because he he did weigh a bit and and like his his toes was just dragging across. And the next day, after we had won the, the final, I'll, I'll be quick now, Greg. I can no, keep talking no, about. No, 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 no. And then no. Um, the next day, we were at the, the the motel. We were all staying and we had been partying a bit with Ollie and and we were all there having a good time. And in came Ollie, and uh, and he said, "Guess what, boys? We made the Los Angeles Times the newspaper, <laughs> and that's that's huge to make that." There was an article, and and it was all about the drama that Steve had, um, <laughs> and in the write-up it said. Um, it said uh, Denmark won the World Team Cup at Long Beach, but there was an incident where a Danish rather overfit uh, mechanic had uh, <laughs> carried out the uh, rather overfit, uh, rather overfit <laughs> mechanic, and Steve was just sitting there, you know, with his cheeks thing. all blank, and uh, 
Oh, it was so it was so funny. But uh, we <laughs> at had at the a, time it was like it, it was drama. It big was big, drama, big you know? drama, it was, but it was fantastic. Looking back and thinking about it and having a good laugh. You and, know? Sorry, Greg, that was a sidestep. I'm not. You were on. A, you came there with, and we were talking with Colin. That's what it is. <laughs> we were talking about uh, with Colin. And I. No, no, but this is this is the whole idea is to, <laughs> to get it to hear this because these kind of things. When I was 15. I remember all the drama. I remember now when you say it, you guys getting locked in the locker room, in the locker room there. And it's like the American team, if they, how dumb would they would have been to, to try to do something like that, thinking that they were going to, yeah, scare you guys. Yeah. Right? It was probably, but it was probably it, just a guy locking it up, you know, and or someone else around trying yeah, some, to, yeah, thinking and, that they were going to scare you. Like the American guys were going, like, oh, come on, yeah. you guys, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it could have been. It backfired if they did. It, yeah, it did. We had a great time, but it was a fantastic. fantastic. It was a final that, uh, you know, when just going to America at that time when uh, it, it wasn't the first time I'd been, but it was the first time we'd been there racing. And for all the uh, things that it was organized for us, with uh, I think uh, it was like with Harry Oxley had organized everything with the bikes being brought over, and Barry Briggs was involved, and and you know to have our bikes flown out, it was the first time for us to try all these things. It was yes, and the sun so, and, and Brigo was pretty heavily involved with he that was whole organization. Big time too. involved with uh, Harry at that time, I think, and the FIM. Okay. Uh, to get all the the logistics uh, organized, you know, I mean, it was three teams from Europe going into to uh, to big. Long Beach to do all yeah. that at that time was was big. Uh, I mean, unpacking our bike. I remember, you know, sitting in the sun, and we're all going to Disneyland and Knoxbury um, Hill, Knoxbury Farm, Knoxbury Farm, and <laughs> going to the beach along. It was big, Greg. You know, oh, and man. Long Beach with. That's where the Grand Prix, the um, the Formula One was. You know, Long I mean, Grand we were riding at Long Beach. I mean, it sounded really good, didn't it? It, it was good. Yeah, it was. That was a big deal. Was a, and now these days, you know, you just fly around the and, world. And like, doesn't matter. You know, pack your bikes in the crate and off you go. And we're going the, to Auckland, or we're going to Melbourne, or yeah. we're going to yeah, wherever. Yeah, yeah. I remember we were talking about also, you know, hearing about. Could it, was it the Veterans Stadium? Long Beach Veterans Stadium. Yep. And, and uh, remember, we were talking about what kind of track is it going to be? Is it going to be like a small one, the Costa Mesas? And is it going to be a small American track? And then when we got there and saw the size of it, oh, and, the, and, and we got and this. We got this. <laughs> and, we th- and I mean, it, it wouldn't have been much of an advantage to the American guys to, uh, you know, I mean, if. if I know that the FAM had rules that you have to, the track had to be, I think, 320 meters or something. But still, the, the, the track along Long Beach, I think it was near 400. It was pretty big. Yeah. yeah. It must, and it must I, have been. I also remember the first time we were pushed out for the practice. Jesus Christ, it was nice. I mean, it was long stretches oh. and the like drifting corners, the radius of the corners was so nice and it was banked just enough. I still see that the, um, it's on uh, YouTube. You can go in and watch the finals there, uh, both from 85. And I think the one from 88 was I had a race with Sean uh, Moran yeah. and he rounded me. And, or he came up underneath me and took me off my line. It was such a, a race from 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 Sean, brilliant riding, and it was just fantastic. But that know? track offered 
so much. It was yeah. quite safe. It was quite wide. Yeah, you could do. You could go inside. You could yeah. go outside, depending on the dirt line, right? Yeah. And I mean, Sean was spectacular was around there. He was on his that. style suited it. Yeah. And then you get someone like Bobby, who wasn't probably not as much of a big track, that kind of a big track style. Mm-hmm. But his gates, yeah. his gating, yeah. won him. I mean, he's still in the U.S. still beating yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Because his gating techniques are just yeah. they're ridiculous. Oh, well, yeah. They are. They're nearly as good as yours, Greg. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I would dis- uh, I oh, I'll I, have to go against you on that just, one. Just say no. thanks very much. No. no. But yeah, you're right on that. He, he, um, he always used to have that, uh, both his reactions and his feeling for when, when the tapes are going to go. He would always, when you look at Bobby, way back as well, he would always sort of, he wouldn't roll at the start, but it just seems like he gets that Split second where he gets things going forward the and the tape will rise for him. You know, it, 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 yeah. some people have that. Yeah, you know, that feeling. And you can, yeah, I can see. You know, people can't see you doing your <laughs> your feeling here, but it's, it's a bit like when you, Greg, when you go up to the tapes in the ground freeze, and I, I said to hell, "You watch this now." Greg's going to go up, and he goes like this. <laughs> I love that. that that duck wing movement. You go whack whack, and it's. And I know why you're doing it. Water off a duck's back. <laughs> and I, it's such a good thing that you do. I tell my kids, look at Greg, you know, because it's it's a kind of a thing when when you you, um, you get your shoulders down and, and instead of you tense up like like this just before the green light goes on, I would get in. We get into the tech. Uh, technical we're, thing. No, no. Take we're back into the Hancock or the Gunderson Hancock bend. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. That's the one. But great, it, that movement you do there. Oh, it's fantastic. It's what makes you go pretty quick out of the start. I would say winning. I never, oh, I never used to do that. But I needed to move both shoulders. I went. <laughs> oh, you, you, did, you did a double quack. Yeah, double quack. <laughs> you only do the. the I just throw one quack. one winger. <laughs> The one that's, winger. That's because I got a bad shoulder on the other side. So I was it doesn't, just doesn't say, quack like it used to. No, it will pop out. It goes, yeah. Oh, bloody hell. I do the Gunderson one. And it, oh, I won't be able to make this start now. <laughs> Sorry. Go the other way. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Yeah, but you weren't too bad out of the start. No, no, no. But with the double quack. <laughs> no, but it is all about uh, getting your upper body um, relaxed just before you turn top, isn't it? You know. So tonight I'm gonna I'm gonna watch you at Horsens do the single quack. You can do it three or four times if you don't. Hey, then I'll know that's a signal. He sends me the signal now. Uh huh. This is gonna be good. Yeah. And every time you do it, I've got the horn on my mobility scooter. Go. Wah, wah. You know. And then <laughs> oh, people will say, yeah, "What are you doing that for? Why don't you just watch it? Every figure, time it out. figure it out. You figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, you figure it out. It's secret mission. It's, it's the it's the FIM and uh, no, F- FBI and, and the CIA and uh, they're all watching us. <laughs> is that how the FIM got its name? <laughs> FBI, FBI, CIA, FIM, and the FBI. This getting out of Hand. Yeah, that's right. We don't want to get all political. No, no, no. No, that that could take a long time. Yeah, that, <laughs> we'll save that for another episode. Oh, we'll yes. do yeah. that. Yeah. That'll be episode uh, ten thousand and five, and we're on episode like thirty-eight now. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we're we got time. <laughs> oh, how can you like that? Yeah. The starting while we're on the subject, 
was you, me, and Colin Pratt at the ADA. It goes back there, yeah. That's how it all started, right? With Colin. He showed me the way we used to do it, mate. We used to do it like this. He probably had the OV funding bend. He would have Colin had on his on his time, right? Yeah, we can go back and have a look at some pictures. I'm sure he, he had that. He yep. was the white line fever too, right? Then he wasn't the king of the white line. I mean, the tracks at that time only needed to be like two meters wide because... Colin would stay on that white line all the time and Ollie and and a lot of the rides they never moved off did they no that but when you look at how the sport had developed over from like 60s 70s 80s that's really when the American riders came in Bruce Penhall um, Scott Cookie, before yeah. um, I mean Bobby when he came was also a white line kind of rider he, he never liked to move up but he he did um, he did try it and, and, and uh, do it, but it was penhold that changed. When you look at the sport, how it's developed, decades, it is Bruce that, that brought that racing line out from mid track and way out to the fence and, and scraping the boards around and, and making the sport so much more spectacular. Yeah, that was all Bruce, wasn't it? You've said that so many times. So, what about Scott Autry? Did you was that that's too much before your time, though, huh? No, no, no. I wrote against Scott. Did you? Uh, oh, Scott, he's a wonderful guy. I, I I keep in touch with Scott through Facebook and that. We yeah. write to each other and and comment each other's. Uh, I'm not on Facebook much, am I? Not not so much. But anyway, this is the Scott, time where I don't say anything. Scott was a writer, right. at, like he was at Exeter. Um, at the time, at the country ground, and, and like um, he was, I he was unbeatable around there. He was, um, but he was such a clean rider. Uh, and Scott was a good trapper, um, riding mid track, but also dirt line. But he was more of a classic riding style. So neat on the bike. He's not very tall either, same right. size as you and myself. And uh, but what I like so much about him I think he was from Texas wasn't he Greg yeah yeah. originally and like but he was a different he was not like a California boy kind of thing there was not so much razzmatazz around him he was he he went steady with things and and like very very thoughtful talking guy you know he was mellow and um, he had the world final at 78 when I think he came third at Wembley that's right I think so yeah and uh and I always uh, admired him for, for his... You could see he was American and, and like, with uh, with the way he's bikes and his color schemes and all that. I loved it. I loved it. There was He was clean in a way that... And, and, like, I had a lot of good races with him, especially I remember one time and he was he had moved up from uh, Exit to Swindon, which meant that he could ride in the Midland uh, Riders' Championship final... At Coventry, and uh, I I had uh, I had won that I think two or three years on the trot, and, and we were I, I, I was I, I qualified again for the final, and I had a breakdown, uh, and Scott won it, and I remember the thing when and he said, "Well, I'm really happy I won this championship, but I wouldn't have won it if Eric hadn't had his Indian fail, you know, which." But I really, I, I've always loved that guy and, uh, and still do. And uh, I think he's, uh, and I, I saw he got in, in the Trail Brave yeah. Blazers uh, Hall of Fame thing, which I thought was fantastic. So cool. And I followed the whole, the whole uh, 
in, induction, is that what it's called? Induction, yeah. induction um, leading up to it, the days before, and all the pictures came on, and oh, it was wonderful to uh, see that. Yeah. The cool thing is how many people turned up for that thing, too, that showed up. Even Midlow flew over from England. Did, yeah, did, yeah. Pictures yeah. Yes, he did, yeah. Yeah. So cool. And I mean, Midlow, I don't know when the last time he was in California. Uh, I think it's been quite a while. Yeah. And when I saw on Facebook that he was there, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is great. Yeah. It's so cool. And I think he tried to catch up with as many people in that short time as he could. Yeah. It was it was fantastic for people to... Well-deserved, wasn't it? Uh, was so sure. well-deserved. And... Sure. and, and and I'm sure that he had a, a, a great time there. But then again, he's still such a, what do you call it, Greg? It, he, he's like um Midlow, you mean? Or, no, or I mean Scott. Uh, Scott. Uh, yeah. he, he, he's just such a mellow guy, you know, uh, that he wants things to go quiet. He's a quiet humble guy. Hum- he's, yeah, yeah. Humble. humble in the in his approach and he, to I remember things he, and people. Telling me about him, him flying helicopters and and they were, they were um, uh, farming um Cattle, uh, beef stuff out there where they were, you know, when they had all the, the what do you call it, the cows and all that mm-hmm. farming. Uh, yeah, sure. Where they were moving them on the on the different grazing uh, areas by helicopter, you know, which you know when when we like in Denmark, you see the, a farmer getting the cows across the road for the next so <laughs> string of gra- grass, you know, and then you think, it's just a different yeah, America, isn't America it? is big, it you is. know, they they they. they um, they move their cows by helicopter. Then, then we're talking big. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big sheepdog. It is. Yeah, it is a big sheepdog barking all the time. But, uh, Maybe he has the quack quack button on the helicopter. He's going quack quack, and they just they keep moving. <laughs> doot, doot. That, that, yeah, that's a pretty interesting way to move your cattle for sure. I never thought about that. After this this talk, I think the the word dog is going to have a completely different meaning, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> the word dog. The dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we go, it's a good thing we don't have a lot of time today because that might turn into the dirty dog later oh, yeah, on. And we wouldn't yeah, we'll want to go there. We wouldn't want to get to that one. Yeah. I would. Yeah. It, it, yeah it, it's better to start that one now, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So where were we? 1985? No, 1988. Hey, yeah. Greg, we keep. We're going to go back to 67 or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Greg, we keep moving out of the, the, the thing that you started off with 10 or 15 minutes ago. From when you met Colin Pratt, why, why we, we seem to take the side roads? Yeah, but they're the fun ones. They're fun ones, really. Yeah. So. Okay, Greg. Now I'm I'm gonna keep quiet now. We're com- we're coming up to like a, there's another junction coming up here now, and I'm spaghetti gonna I'm junction. gonna turn left. Of course, this could be spaghetti junction. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I'm gonna turn left because we don't know how to turn right. So nope. How old were you when you started Speedway? I was uh, uh, I was twelve. See, I, I followed some neighbors not far from here that were riding at our local track here. That would have been in uh, seventy, around seventy one, seventy two, when Ollie won his first world final at Wembley. No, at Gothenburg. And then the local guys here started riding out in Esberg, and I just went out there with them and running around, cleaning the bikes for them and, and racking them down and doing a bit like uh, Wilbur's doing now, you know, gotcha. keeping uh, every eye and, and, and ear open to what, what is this and what 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 is, am I going to be on this ride uh, in my life as a speedway rider? Uh-huh. And and like I idolized, 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 yeah. idolized, yeah. idolized Ollie and, uh, and also some of the local riders here, I love the, the smell, the 
the the uh, the drama that was involved in it, uh, which was different in those days, but but still for a little kid to to follow uh, these uh, writers and, uh, and 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 having a dream, uh, which every day I was thinking about it, going to school, uh, my uh, all the drawings I did and all my paperwork at school. Uh, I um, don't think I paid much attention to what the teachers said and that. I was just thinking Speedway, <laughs> 24 stop 7. And, uh, I think I recognise that. Yeah, you recognise yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and it was, it was, you could see it in my grades at school also that I wasn't paying much attention. Uh, and my marks, uh, what have you. Yeah. Um, but um, to do that uh, at the time, I then found out that at the time Denmark started up on the 50cc scene at the time building smaller junior bike, which I was then uh, able to do in '74, uh, riding in Esberg and uh, riding down at Skærbæk, uh, where Tommy Knudsen was as well, and Hans was at, at, at top of Denmark, and we were doing all these things. And but it, it, it wasn't until '76 when I moved up onto the 500. So that, that I was on the same competitive equipment as, as the rest of the boys. Uh, uh, of course, Greg. In those days, it was too well. Jawas uh, we were riding. Um, the four wheel well came in onto the scene in '75, '76, and uh, then I moved up and uh, I I started on 576, and uh, the year after I won the Danish championship in Boyens on a 15 point maximum on a four valve new street conversion engine, and that was sort of the Man. stepping stone to go to England at that time. I was still working as a car mechanic. I had to finish my apprenticeship, uh, and I had a call from Wolverhampton, uh, Bill Bridget and Mike Parker promotion there, for to ask if I. Had a um, had possibility to come over on, on a trial. They would like to see me, um, which I couldn't do uh, at the time. But but eventually I did that in 70, uh, 78 um, and then I, I I did Leicester, Wolverhampton, Birmingham, Coventry. Really, I wanted to go to Coventry, but but it wasn't possible because Alf Busk was there with Ollie and Tommy Knudsen. So I came to Cradley. And Ollie said to me at Wolverhampton that, that one night we were, uh, I was there on the, on um, on the second half, and at that time, and I, I actually I flew around uh, the tracks there, doing okay, and like uh, Ollie said to me, I would have, I would love to have had you at Coventry, but I can't. And, and that, but if you if you go and sign for any of the Midland tracks, you know I think you should go to Cradley, uh, because he already at that time seen Bruce. Developed to, to what, what he where he came from, and the track at Dudleywood was uh, a track that invited you to uh, both being able to make starts, but also being able to come from the back and and and, and therefore develop into um, a really all-round rider. You know, being able to ride both lines and um, and outsides and 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 also, although Ollie and and I mean Coventry and Craig always had those ding dong um, uh, meetings and a love hate relationship kind of thing. <laughs> uh, the people at Dudleywood was was um, I mean the fans there was just absolutely fantastic, which you self uh, have been uh, experienced over so many years. 
and the promotion there was it was sort of um they took you in as, as one of their own um, and like for me when I came over Greg I couldn't speak any any of the lingo any language uh, only from like you learned at school but to come there and then come into the black country learn the accent um, <laughs> which also uh, good school I, uh, yeah and I, I got like the they called me the black country Dane in, uh, in, in those days <laughs> you know you learn to speak that I've been yow all right, like you know. Aww. Now I'm coming down to Doodlywood, mate. I don't wait till you're coming. <laughs> it was good, Greg. And you know the drill, don't you? I, I can, Aww, yeah. I can. Uh, when we do, as we're sitting here talking about it, Greg, it's like going back, and and you can sort of, you can both smell, and, and you can feel it when you go down, uh, Doodley High Street. And, and on a Saturday afternoon at, at like what half past four or five o'clock and you see in the shops all the people walking in and out and you knew you were in the back, back country you could smell it you could hear the noise that the, from the steelwork going bang 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 and the smell that, that sweet kind it's of cold. smell and, and the coal um, and going up to and Carol's wood. pork sandwiches yeah oh. but, but like <laughs> I think going, we need Craig here to do the the Craigly accent don't we we'll have that podcast reunion one day oh, yeah. yes. but what I'm thinking also is like when you when you went up to the Wood Road and, and you turned right into the stadium uh, and I mean it was a run down place I mean the, the, the place was not a big um, um, fancy uh, setup, but it was so friendly, fam- uh, familiar, family kind of thing. Uh, you felt so comfortable there, and and the backing you had from the supporters and, and the whole setup there was made it so that when you got pushed off, and the and the um, and the pit uh, gate or the gate by the fence was closed behind you, you knew you were not alone because you had like three or four or five thousand people out there with you on your back seat kind of thing because they were with you coming up to the start line you could look through the wire mess and all the people would be there with the program boards and the scarves green and red and white and come on El Bap you know and it was just it lifted you yeah like you have experienced yourself oh, all those yeah. things um, and, and, and I think when we look back in our careers and the success we've had like that's where we made it because we made it there and and when I look at that picture that I showed you yesterday of, of all five of us and we were all there with the world championship trophies and in our different um, decades it, it's all in, in, in color thank god it's not in black and white yeah. but it's yeah. all in color we're so young <laughs> and what it what it, it does is the picture that Jeff Davies made for us and like you got the hammer in the corner. Yeah. And it just says everything. It says everything because you see all the glamour on that picture, which is beautiful. And then you think it's all happened at, at Dudley Wood Road on Crazy Stadium. That all run down place, which it's all happened and, and developed out of that. I think that's a fantastic story, really. You got that picture of yourself, Yano Peterson, Billy Hamill. Myself and Bruce and Bruce, yeah, it is like, and it, then the hammer, and then the yeah, hammer. and the hammer on the corner. I think it just says everything. Yeah, in in what the sport has, just just imagine what the sport over so many years 
has um, all five of us, let's say, given back to the sport. The sport's developed out of our uh, success also in the World Championships and all that. The way that we have behaved or disbehaved in the sport or whatever. The way that we... <laughs> Dirty dog. Yeah. The way that we've sort of um, carried the, the, the burden, not the burden, the, on our shoulders, That's the championship, um, and the way that um, we've all learned from each other, we've all taken things in that, that made us deep think um, or think deep about how are we going to be a champion for the next 12 months before the next final or in the Grand Prix as it is now but and we've all learned from each other we've taken things and bits and bobs from, from each other but it all comes out of greatly yeah in a way and and I think it's all it's all from our our hearts and, and our love for the sport that that we have become hopefully good, good ambassadors for the sport good ambassadors for for, for Speedway and, 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 and outside of it. And there's so many things happening in, in the different areas areas, areas and, uh, and in the world, but still, we can still say we can come back to that and, and, and still learn from it because when we talk about it, I mean, I, I can feel it in myself as we're talking about it. and that, that's because it means everything. Like, like you... And Helen too. You guys coming at such a young age, mm. so it it wasn't just the developing in the sport, like you said. There, it was developing as people, it was. Yes. Yeah. life, yeah. and lifestyle, yeah. and yes. Yeah. I mean, we went from from kids to adults. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, 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 that's a good. That is, yeah, we went from kids to adults in that. Uh, we almost went over the top of your house with an umbrella. And that is that, that is so. That was the umbrella so almost true, taken Greg. off. <laughs> that is so true, Greg. We we came from kids, and like when you came over, uh, I mean, you were only a kid when you came, and and and, and like. Uh, but it was what the same direction? For, for all of you, wasn't it? I mean, you were just like 18, 19, 20, you know, when you came over to a completely different country. I mean, you you and Billy just moved out of, out of home, and, and so did you, and I came a couple of years later. And but it, it is it, like... It's like, it, it, it's, but it's is like it growing any, up, you know? But is it any, any different today? No, it's not. Not if, not if you come into it with... with can, a, I, can I just put in here? Yeah. I think it is a bit different today. Yeah. And that's there's nothing wrong in that. It's just the different way of. I mean, how many how many eighteen, nineteen year olds gets on the boat in Esberg with fifty quid support, no car, a couple of bikes, some toolboxes, and maybe, that's it. And maybe didn't just, even have a car. Maybe just one bike. Maybe just one bike. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but so there, it is. There, there. It, I mean, there's there's nothing yeah, wrong with the way it is today. In, it was just a, a different time, you know. I mean, yeah, we live in a, in, a, in a time now where, in a material material world, there's a lot uh, more money that, going around these days. Yeah, than but in them sure. days. But I mean, Ollie came over. He didn't have nothing. You didn't have nothing at all. No, but still, from 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 if you come into any sport, uh, we can only talk about it. But in any sport, and you want. If you, if you have a seed within your heart saying that um, how can I get this to grow within you and, 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 and you've got the, this desire for having success or having a dream 
I have a dream. Uh, to become <laughs> a world champion, like we're, we're talking. Uh, I have a dream. I have a dream. I love that. I have a dream. Martin Luther. You, Martin Luther. you are the yeah. And you have a dream. We all have dreams, but but I think, and every kid has the possibility to have to have a dream. But all the kids today are just, I, they're disturbed by so many things all the time that, that, that if you really look into themselves, it's hard to maybe find that one seed that, that, that's going to make, that's gonna make the, uh, the difference. So, so when we talk, when we talk to kids these days, when we talk to kids these days, it's our responsibility to, to talk to them in a way that if we can ground them a little bit, you know, for them to sort of, whew, you know, don't stress around all the things that you get disturbed by today, by all the different things that they are, because the, the world that we live in today does disturb. And that's why I see the difference in, in the kids that's having success in the sport, any sport they do, is that if they find within themselves and the desire and the will to wanting to do or to go in the footsteps of the dads or, or the heroes or whatever, uh, I think that's what makes all the difference. It's our responsibility to say, kids, listen, ground them and tell them stories, tell them tales about what it was like. And some, some of the kids will say to you maybe, ah, oh, you're old and what are you doing? But when you spend time and you really get in deep with them that's where you can I think anyway that I, I found that in my work today with the kids here in Denmark that it's uh, it's guiding them coaching them, guiding them to go in a, in a direction in life where where you get uh, you get a hawk, you can also get a uh, a pointed finger in, in what direction because there's so many um, um, disturbing things around them with uh, um, with pressure uh, ambitions that are out of their hands that could come from their parents it could come from people around them uh, and it's a hard game Speedway is hard but it's not harder than to what you make it and and, um, and I think that coming back again to Cradley to where we we were all grounded when we came there and we had the possibility to, to grow um, together and, and that makes all the difference and that's when we talk about uh, genuine honest people and, and we all know that that in sport there is it's professional there's uh, f um, uh, uh, money involved because we race for points and we we all want to go up the, the steps and the ladders on, on the success rate to, to make it in any sport. So we need to we need to go out and win. We need to win to to become better. And uh, but to sort of do it in a, in a manner and in a way that that you can all sort of uh, have it uh, have a good time. I felt that at Cradley we all had that possibility because none of us was allowed to to you could reach for the sky and the stars and everything but you were all, always in a way grounded to say okay tonight's a new meeting new team we were against and and you had to do it 
in a way to um, and also when we look at the managers that we had at that time Greg with Dan McCormick when we first came over and Pete Adams and Colin Pratt different characters but still they had the heart with them and that's what makes all the difference because they were eating eating living breathing speedway yeah right? and, that, and that's true though yeah it is so true but and I still think <coughs> it's the most and the most important thing is for us to guide our kids in that direction in whatever they choose and want to do in life is to ground them at times spend yeah, time, give them time and give them time to develop don't yeah. put all that pressure on all the time let them play we well, see it's so important. I see so often here how we they just start off so early you know and then all of a sudden you know it gets way too serious another and then, like th- 13 I, you know 14 another little kids. point here how is it's like when we look at, at, at what we do in here in Denmark, our little system, what we do here and what they do in other countries, because a lot of countries say, look at what we're doing in Denmark with the, with, the, with the youth academy program. We've had that for donkey's years. and like, But already here, and it has been for many years, there's com- the competitive is, is very high. You know, we have league meetings for 50cc, they're four or five years old, blah, blah, blah. And it's too early. We don't play with them enough. And that's what you do, Greg, with your kids and what you do. And I've seen it so many times. You take the play into the game, into the sport. You play. And when you play with kids, you can get the best out of them because they feel comfortable. They get their confidence within playing. You know, play with them. Don't put any pressure on saying, you've got to do this this season. And then because then I've got it planned for you next season and the year after. No, you've got to bring the play into it. And by doing that, you get the kids to have fun beside it. We all know it's it's a costly sport. We've got to have it right. We've got to do it right. And we've got to spend time in the workshop getting everything ready for the next time we go out and compete, but also play. So if we put play first and competition comes on itself, you know, and it's it's and the, they put your own pressure on yourself. Yeah, the, the kids even do that, right? and they can do that, yeah. and they can carry it as long as uh, as long as because if they got their if the kids got their uh, trust in their dad or the mechanic or whoever is around them, if they got that heart hundred percent heartbeat trust, then you can guide them and model them in every way. In, in, on their career on or whatever and I hate that word career as well because they they form their career themselves it's not up to us to do that but it's our, it's our responsibility 100% to guide them on their way on their road and I have done that with a lot of kids here where and I've seen them go in on different directions in whatever they do and I let them go you know and let them do whatever they want to do. And I would, as soon as it's like walking on a plank, which is like, what, 10 centimeters wide. And when we start, it's half a meter wide. And I narrow it in a bit, you know, uh-huh. to to them to balance their way of life and doing whatever they want to do. It's interesting. And and like, you start out, oh, and you walk along and we play and we do fun. And then we, you can put and add a little bit more on in, 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 the, in the steps there. 
and in the end, you'll have a morcom on, on, a, on a thin wire, maybe 10 feet up. We'll start on the ground first, and you can narrow it, and you can height it, you know, and, or you can go back down again for them to get back in balance in whatever they I think do. that's very important. You know, it is so important. And every, everyone is different. Every every kid is different. We were talking about this yesterday, weren't you, with yeah. your three, you know, I mean, they're all got the their balance. own, in, yeah, they all got their own individual personalities. And I think that's, I think you, you're good at that, Eric, you know, spotting them, you know, because he needs a pointy finger like three times. This one, don't even think about a pointy finger, you know, he needs a pat on the back. And it's seeing the difference in the different kids to make sure that you guide him the right way, you know. Sure. So, then, so they end up walking on yeah, that thin wire, that thin you wire know, in the end. confident, meters. happy, exactly. playful, and still full of life, you know, but focused on what they want to do. Yeah, it is. Because we're all different. Everybody's yeah. different. Mm. What's right for you may not be right for another one, but it's seeing the difference and working with that. Mm. I think that's very important. And finding their way. Yeah, there's a saying you know, somewhere, own. you know, it doesn't matter, you know, a, a fish can't fly and a, a, a bird can't swim. Well, some birds can, I guess, but, you know, it's seeing Depends if it's a swimming bird. A duck. Yeah, a duck. Quack, 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 comes quack. back to the duck. It yeah. comes back to the duck. It does. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wings. Our little Carl goes to um, a daycare in California. Yeah. At the Orange Coast College, which is right across the street from Coastal Mississippi. He's been going to a daycare there, and it's called the Lab School. All right. So you have to to get into it. You have to be. Uh, it's hard to get in there as a waiting list usually, but we managed to get him in this year. Okay. And we went in there. It's one of, if not the only school daycare left in our whole area or in Southern California in my mind that still has naturally made wood climbing yeah. bars and oh, things yeah. like yeah. that that's yeah. still yeah. original and it's got like a grandfather rule that they can't touch it if they do anything to it then it has to be torn down all so right. they can only kind of modify make sure that it holds up cool. so it's all organic basically yeah. when you oh, go in oh yes so and the the teacher there um, I, I won't say names or anything like that mm-hmm. but the teacher there is an amazing guy that mm. when you walk into the classroom, when the kids come in there, they basically, they have their routine. They have to go in and sign their name in and then they get a name tag on their back and then they go in and they have to go wash their hands, put their backpack down first, wash mm. their hands, and then they go up and they have, they have to write their name on a little star yeah. and then they put the star up on a, on a board and on the board it's got a question yeah. and you have to, it's, it'll be a yes or no answer or something like that. It's like, have you ever been on a boat? Oh. And then they have to put yes or no. Yeah. And then when they're done from there, they have uh, like work areas in the room, mm-hmm. and there's an area for like putting things together, like uh, puzzles. There's an art area. There's a kitchen area. There's um, an area for building blocks. There's an area for this or that, and and just writing or whatever. Wow. And you walk in, and the kids just go where they want to go. Wow. So when the kids go to that area, they have other assistants and teachers around. So when the kid goes and sits down to start doing art, the teacher will just kind of come in, sit next to him, and start writing next to him and kind of encouraging them. Hey, check this out. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The same in all the different areas. Yeah. And they, what you just said, it's amazing how they form them. And then slowly they build up. And then they slowly, throughout the day, they end up doing things together as a group. 
like this, and then the day's done. Yeah, that is fantastic. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Yeah. And these kids walk in there. It's not sit down, do this, do this, do this, do this. No, it's they're shaping them and letting them. Yeah. Wow. I think that sounds amazing. I think Greg Jenny, my wife, found it originally through her girlfriend, and like now we've done it. We're sold on it. Yeah. I think Greg, we we have a similar little Rudolf Steiner school. We have a we have a school system here in Denmark, which was developed in from art and uh, in, in, in uh, oh it's so similar to what you're saying there, Greg. It, it's called Rudolf Steiner School. It is similar to what we do. they take. Is this they, like the, the like a German? Yes, it is. Yeah. What do they call? It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's 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 what they basically do as well. I mean, they 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 teach they they teach the kids in different ways and the learning process I mean some some kids wouldn't know how to do math you know if you taught them in a conventional way so they sort of do it in a different play, way they play it into them yeah. and make them develop and, and get the interest also in doing it you know develop by, the areas that just, they're good at you know to build their confidence sure on. yeah and it, it's pretty similar to what you're saying and, and it's it's brilliant because you don't lose any kids it's easiest you do in the conventional system you know you, you sort of get them all in there it's quite yeah the way we got into this conversation is how what he just explained and I, the way you were talking about what you're doing I just thought about my kids yeah and the school systems and how that just came up and what you just said is makes so much sense mm. and I'm like you're mm. doing the same thing it doesn't matter what age they are no nope. you're just letting them see in which he's going to be better here he's going to be better yeah. there yeah. it's like me it, it's 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 pretty simple really because you you look at them and, and you meet to, to 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 learn kids adults whatever you know to learn them anything you got to meet them where they are in right yeah. now at the moment because if like everybody's different and it's seeing the different difference also, if you, in people that makes the whole difference, you know, some, there's some, a lot of differences, you know, but some, it's meeting some very, people where they are. Yeah, some, some of the help, as you're saying that, some of the points that, that meet them where they are today, right now, where we are now at this second or minute, exactly. could be too late tomorrow. Yeah. So, so it's also for us to have our, us, the grown-ups, to, to guide and direct them, uh, our kids, or all kids in general, it, it's... Um, it's also for us to to take the time. We need to be grounded. As I said, we ground kids. We need ourselves to be grounded That's to come true. down, to come down right. and have and spend the time and play and have it. because that time doesn't come back. It's now. It's right here. It's now this second. That time doesn't come ever back. And we can all always say, "Oh, we'll do that later. We'll do that tomorrow. We'll do that next week or next month." No. You do it now and let them. So we ground them, but we've got to ground ourselves and tell the kids, I'll ground you, but you make sure you ground dad also. All right. Almost. I need to to go for a, what do you call it? I've had too much coffee. (laughs) You got to do one of those? Yeah, I got to do one of those. (laughs) (laughs) No, not one of those. Just one of, I just. Oh. Well, you just go do that, and yeah. um, <coughs> I'll, I'll carry on the conversation for a couple more minutes here, and then, then I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> but I had the benefit of living with Lance King for one year. 
gosh. So, I know what's coming now. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So I had that, and the I always tell people that, for me, he laid down, he, he installed all the all the software Yeah. in that first year. So mm. he put in so much software. I mean, based in Tamworth, where you guys were. Yeah, yeah. And then I got the whole feel for everything, yeah. and he pretty much laid it out and said, you know, did, you yeah. should do that, you should do that. I've been there, and I've done that. I don't want to do it with you, but I'll show you, and mm. this is what I think you should do. Mm. And with some of the, yeah, as great as it was, you have the hard times, and sometimes, you know, the hard times were get up yeah. <laughs> Just you get can't lay in bed all day no. you know you typical youngster like you yeah. are and he uh, he was amazing like that and then the net, you know he retired that year after yeah, having case. after showing showing, showing me the ropes, the ropes yeah. exactly yeah. and then the option obviously through through Eric's incident and yeah. you guys uh, decided you were going to stay in England for a little longer without mm. uh, selling up and moving back to Denmark to this yeah. great place yeah. too quickly <laughs> and through the opportunity for myself and Billy two young teenagers to come and live in your house and completely <laughs> it was fantastic <clears throat> like what what could have given I mean people have heard this story over the years but they hear it straight from you guys what what were you thinking <laughs> to let two youngsters I, I think basically you know we, what were we thinking I don't know but I think we always liked having people around and 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 we really liked you I mean we got to meet you and, and we thought what a great guy we met your dad earlier you know Eric remember you know met your dad and 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 like, well, we needed life in the house, you know, and what better way, you know, to, to, to share it with you guys. So you always on about, oh, it meant so much to us, you know, having, you know, letting us, letting us stay. But if we turned it, you know, looking back, it meant such a huge, it was, a, it was fantastic for us because we were at a different time in our lives, you know, just had this accident and... <clears throat> We weren't really ready to go home, and, and, and like it, it was just such a it was a life changing thing, you know, when when you had this accident, and then you guys came in, and the house was full of life, and we were still in the game, and and, and like we went to Cradley with you guys, and it was, it was one of the best things we've ever done. What what I was laughing about before was that when you started out this, con this this thing, you know, when you guys come to stay with us was that when you told us this later on you told Lance that you were going to stay <laughs> with us and Lance was going oh my freaking god you know do you know what it's like out there they live eat breathe speedway you know it's up at six o'clock in the morning in the, like the told, military exactly <laughs> it made me laugh it was so funny was we, it really that bad it was so bad uh, it was <laughs> I so knew you were bad say that. hated every minute of it that's why I came uh -huh. back to I needed to clear the air and get this off my chest so that's oh, why I came great. out to yeah, I just needed to talk about it I know I know you you're know. traumatized for life oh. no it was great we loved having we loved having you guys it was fantastic it really you, was you listen to Eric's story and your guys is elaborating on the kids and what they everything that happened there yeah and that's what I mean it comes back to that we had we he you know you guys continued showing us the way Billy had his mm. first year there I already had one year under my belt yeah, yeah. so we learned how to live how to grow up yeah we had the benefit of having you guys as kind of like our our alternative parents mm. to kind of steer us yeah put food on the table to yeah. wash our clothes yeah. and and show us how to do it we learned how to work but the, the greatest thing I 
I remember, and this is why we talk about it now, is mm. that you guys had a lot of fun. We did. You know what? We did our work, but when yeah. the work, you know, it was like, do your work. When the work's done, yeah. let's, let's, have, a let's have a little fun. We laughed. Yeah, we laughed. Yeah, yeah. we laughed. And we laughed and we cried, but we laughed more than we cried, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and there was always something going on. There was always a, a group of Danes or English or somebody mm, coming yeah. by. There was always a party at the house. There was always mm, something yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember in this story, we always talk about it, but Billy and I were putting in a new radio in our van. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys had a few people over and we had, a, we had a glass of wine. We're in there. We're having a glass of wine while we're installing our radio. And Peter Ron came <laughs> and he walked in and he, he looked in the window and he goes, I remember when uh, putting the radio in my van was more important than working on my bikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes and we were like what and we what? looked at him and we like cheered each other with a glass you know and like <laughs> yeah that's right that's right it's so funny but you know that was what I mean it was just like there was so much yeah, we, but, but, great yeah, activity it's, it's funny you saying that because we, we did we did have a good time and there was always people around and, and we did have a lot of laughs and parties and, and fun but I guess we did do the work first and then have fun afterwards yeah work, work first and then yeah. we, we had we had we spent the time and we wanted to be together, you know. It wasn't so much that you closed your own door, you always sort of opened your door. And there was, there was, I mean, with all the different people that was around, we could, you could always go to somebody's house and have, have a good time. Yeah. And, and like, not that we, I mean, we raced two, three, four times a week. There was plenty of work to do. Always, yeah. And, and but although, and again, we were young, you know, we uh, we did the night burners some, sometimes, you know, we worked through the night or, or party through the night. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was all work. It was all work. All work, yes. And, and yes. like, uh, but it also, I think, it, it, it sort of um, made us aware that, that, and we knew that work came first and, and, and it made us become adults because you had to take responsibility yourself, mm. you know, to, and knowing that tomorrow you're riding at Swindon or Leicester, you know, and you've got to be, you've got to be uh, prepared, you've got to be, um, be ready for it. So, should I tell the so, story about the... No, 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 but um, guys, uh, <laughs> moving on. The time moving not. up, uh, yep. moving on, because now I'm going to be uh, your little boss now and saying, Greg, you got an important meeting tonight. Oh, man, I was you afraid got, of that. Uh, uh, you got an important <laughs> meeting tonight. I mean, and you're coming into an eights where do you, don't you need a little nap this afternoon before you go to the races or? You know, I have my times and sometimes I do those naps and... Like we said, everybody's got their own thing. Mm -hmm. So if I go to sleep for too long, 10 or 15 minutes is good for me, a power nap. Yeah, I think yeah, those really good. work. They are brilliant. Otherwise, I go too deep. <clears throat> so yeah. are you doing yeah. that in the pits tonight at Horsens? Or are you... In between heats. In between yeah. heats, yeah. 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 And, that's, and then that's when Hella comes up for a talk in between. And Could be. And I say, I'll be right back, Hella. Just sit there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just get the coffee. Get the coffee. Yeah, yeah. I'll be back in yeah. just, uh, just maybe like a, two minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take it back. Taking it back, when you, when you just left it now. Greg said, "What made us take him? You know, say yes, you could come and stay with us." Yeah. When they first came over. What made us say that yes to that? Yeah. He had no choice. He had no choice. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I think we. Well, I mean, we had the room. We had the. We had. We had a big house, you know, well, no, plenty we, of room, and we had plenty of 
we had plenty of room. No, it was only small, but uh, the smaller places are... The workshop are, was basically too no, quiet, but, wasn't no, it? No, but the, the smaller... Uh, we the filled smaller, it up in a hurry. You did. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think it was, it was just having kids in, help, helping them out and... Although you were from America, it didn't matter at that time. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. You know, just having kids in and, and, and being part of seeing... I mean, I saw the talent that you had. Uh, riding the bikes when you came over, I could see, wow, this could be interesting. And and I think that, that made us say, yes, come with us a year, be with us, and, and then let you fly, you know. Come and let you fly and do your own thing. You met and then, Bill earlier, and, and, didn't you? A couple of years ago. Yes, and, and like, and, 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 you, and, and we knew your family and, and the people around you and all that, and, and, I, and I knew that that was really nice people. And, and for them to send their little kid across the pond to live in England and, and to live with a, with a Danish family in England, you know, we, we had the responsibility also to make sure that we guided you in the right direction and, and knowing that uh, it would haunt and come back at us if we didn't <laughs> uh, which it hasn't done in any way but but it's it's like um, catching a bird and let it fly you know and, and mm. come on boy you can do it yourself now and that's what you did and that's what's so funny and heartwarming that that you saying Greg at times when, when, when you sort of uh, when your career started off then back in 88 and um and 89, 90, you know, when, when there is um, there is things that you take, you still remember your time at Austria, uh, where we all lived. You remember the things, small things happening in the worship. We started off by talking about the, the floor uh, <laughs> panels and that. But it, and, and we can all, as we sit here, we can all picture it. We, can all, we are there now. We are, uh, we are, we are there. It's good and memories, that, isn't you it? Ground, you grounded us. Yes. <laughs> and like, um, like you are making memories. And we are making memories day by day if, if as you are an, a person. Um, but at the time, an example on in in uh, in in, um, in the best way we can think of by you making memories, and you've been making memories for so many years, and you're still making them. And to go back and say, this is where we came from. This is what where things set off, and that's what I think is so important. As we were talking about kids, is to make sure that we tell them. The memories and the and the things for them to take their own path, you know, and yeah. it's so important, I think. But at the time, I don't think I, I think it was like you you just said, you know, you knew Greg's family, you know, and, and talked to Probably. talked to him and met him, and, and yeah, Uncle Bill. <clears throat> but basically, I think it was just the thing you did. You know, everybody looked out for each other. And, and if you could help somebody and yep. if, you know, you did it because we were all foreigners, you know, living in the, away from home. And, and, and like a lot and of people helped us, that. you know, when we came over and it was just, it was just, the, it was just the thing you did. 
So it sort of came natural in in a way yeah, I think it did. and ended up being a big bonus for us because we were at a part of the stage in our lives where Even we didn't need all the fun and laughter that we could only, we the, could the, get. And another thing is when we when you and Jenny lent us your house and we went over like what's that seven years ago and met up with your mom again, which was fantastic. You got the loveliest mom in the world, Greg. Oh, well, love I'm, Carol. I'm lucky, yeah. Love Carol. And, and, and so do we, I. I know that. Yeah. And we sat talking, you know, and, and, I and like, oh, good, good, good. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> and we sat talking about you guys coming over, and your mum, you know, said like a few times, you know, I was so grateful, you know, they they could stay with you guys and, and, and like, at that day, you know, we brought Nana over uh, like seven years ago and went and, and stayed for a couple of weeks. And she was like, oh, was she 16, 17 mm. or something like that? And it dawned on me, oh, my God, if I sent her, if we sent her, if she moved out to a different country, how nice would it be for a family to take her in and look after her and for us as parents to know that, oh, she's in a home, you know, where they're mainly sane, I think we are. Um, yeah. <laughs> Within reason. Within yeah. reasons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you got to be insane just to take someone in. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know. But it was, yeah. But I guess no, it was just something. It was just something you did. Yeah. You know, everybody stuck together. In England, in, in when, when we were there, you know, they they helped each we helped each other, and yeah, you guys moving in was fantastic, great. Well, and, you you guys, you know, you did everything for us. You grounded me. You grounded Billy. You laid down the path and you showed us how to walk that thin line mm. with confidence mm. yeah. so that's great and I here we are and here we are and here we are sunny now they're and watering the track at horse and it's getting ready for you tonight greg big and, time and, and, and yeah and on that note i'm gonna say let's go racing let's go let's racing. go, go racing. racing thanks you guys i love you love, love you too, too. Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Let's seize it now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life. Yeah, share my story with you. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, Real 45. Yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah.